Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the B-Roll Podcast. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm the other host, Anthony. I figured I would do the, the questioning as the introducer to be more confusing. I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, sure. <laughs> why Why not? So this is going to be uh, one of our Monday releases. But before we actually get into it, how are you doing, my friend? I'm okay. We You're just okay? had, well, just, you know, I'm, I'm officially over Thanksgiving. Uh, mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, I'm no longer comatose. <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm, I'm not bloated. I'm finally like, I'm okay. You know, I don't have the meat sweats or anything. So I'm, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> How about you? I'm doing actually pretty good. I had, I've, I've had seven days off of work. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm refueled. I'm re-energized. I'm uh, ready to go back out there. When do you go back? Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, I, I, ha- I had a great holiday. Stayed home. Played a lot of uh, video games. Watched a lot of Vampire Diaries with my wife. Oh, and yeah. uh, uh-huh. that's, that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, uh, jealous, I guess. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, I, look, it, don't watch Vampire Diaries. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. oh, are we not going to watch that for the podcast? Well, not because well, not I've, already seen, I, I've seen like five seasons of it. Not because it's not good, because I do think it's a very, fairly interesting show if you enjoy the CW way of mm. telling a story, which is make everything as dramatic as possible. But uh, it's just, there's way too much, there's way too many characters. And um, one of the main characters, uh, his name is Damon Salvatore, is probably one of my oh, new favorite wow. characters of uh, TV that I've seen in recent years. But we're not here to talk about Vampire Diaries. What are we here to talk about? <laughs> I don't know, man. At this point, I think we're here to talk about Vampire Diaries. I'm interested. <laughs> uh, no, no, we... no, no. We we watched a movie. Uh, we watched the 2018 science fiction film Prospect. Starring, Prospect. Yeah, Prospect. As in a prospector. Yes. As in like the gold rush. Yeah. To, to read Wikipedia, because mm. I didn't. Ha- I don't have original thought. Uh, Prospect is a 2018 American science fiction film starring Pedro Pascal, 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 Sophie Thatcher, and Jay Duplass. Duplass. The film, written and directed by Zeke Earle, who he's—I don't know how to spell Zeke, but I feel like that's not it. And Chris Caldwell features a teenage girl and her uh, father traveling to an alien moon with a contract to mine gems in the moon's poisonous forest. On the moon, the father is driven by greed, and the two encounter dangerous strangers in the forest. Mm. It premiered at the South by Southwest Film Festival in March of 2018. Um, it was released in Regal Cinemas, it says, in November 2nd of 2018, uh, before coming to video on demand and home media on March 8th, 2019. So this is one of those movies we're not quite sure, I'm not quite sure after my research, if this was actually straight to stream per our mandate. Because that right there would seem to say that it isn't. But if you look up any other records, it doesn't show that it released in America. So yeah, it's a little so, it's a little difficult to say. Regal, it's it says it was. You said released the film in Regal Cinemas theaters on November second. That's, um, that's not what I said. That's what Wikipedia. I'm, I'm said. sorry. Yes. Yes, that's what I've been. Sorry. Uh, well, you are Wikipedia for the. Oh, sorry. Yes, this, I I for, am Wikipedia for the context of this exercise. Sure. But it is an American movie theater chain headquartered in Knoxville, Tennessee, and operates 7,300 yeah. screens. I, I go to a, a Regal Cinema 
Okay. Quite often. I'm an awards re- member or whatever with them, you know, get the I stuff in the mail. I can't recall ever going to one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I have. Like, I can almost guarantee that the, I've been to a Regal Theater, but I don't know. The Next um, City Over, which has an IMAX theater that I go to for all the big, big movie releases I want to see, uh, is a Regal Theater. Mm. Yes. That infamous city. Next City Over. <laughs> so... We watched the film regardless, and I'm definitely not going to let a film go to waste. So we're going to do this this pod, uh, this episode. But if any listeners out there want to go ahead and call us out on it, that this is not direct-to-DVD, because you saw this movie in the theater, for one, I'm sorry, and for two, <laughs> uh, please let us know, and we'll apologize publicly. <laughs> Provide proof. You got to give yeah. me your receipts, uh, maybe yeah, your you ticket stub. stub. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because if you went and saw this movie, you're the type of person to keep ticket stubs. So <laughs> Jeez, let us wow. know. Let okay. us know. Uh, so on our podcast, uh, normally what we do is we watch some sort of visual media, some sort of visual media, and then we go over the information as it exists as a fact and as empirical evidence. Then we give our kind of general thoughts and uh, yeah. Whether or not we like the movie. Uh, in terms of the facts, speaking of, I am on IMDb. Mm. I, I don't have a blurb because it's more like a, they have just the summary. Yeah, it's uh, like a paragraph. <laughs> and it's yeah. basically what I've already said. So, <laughs> But let's pull up Netflix. Let's see what that blurb is. Greed brought them to this dying world, but they're not the only ones looking to cash in. Ugh. Wow. Wow. What what about Amazon Prime? What is the <laughs> Amazon Prime? Amazon, I am not on Amazon Prime. I'm going to pull up the Amazon Prime blurb because okay, I feel like we're doing a disservice right now. <laughs> I feel like our listeners expect a certain uh, minimum level of very, very low bar. So, I mean, <laughs> Quality, on, Rotten Tomato- but... on Rotten Tomatoes, there is a blurb that says, Advantage and his teenage daughter encounter nonstop danger while searching for valuable gems on an alien moon. That also happens to be the Google description. So, like, if you Google it on the mm. right side, yeah, that's what it is. So, yeah. That's... Well, it, you know, when I Googled it, it said it was on Amazon Prime, but now I'm not finding it. So, <laughs> sad. Yeah. All right. On, on Rotten Tomatoes, 88% certified fresh. From 49 critics, uh, 71% of the audience appreciated it or liked it to a certain degree. User ratings of uh, 1,161 as of November 30th, 2020. Uh, IMDb has this thing stuck at a 6.2 with over 19,000 ratings with a mean of 7. Yeah. 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 So, I, I, One thing I will say about the, uh, about the movie, if we're talking about the facts and only the facts... Is obviously Pedro Pascal has kind of been he's been fairly popular in the last few years. He, he had his nice little stint in Game of Thrones. He's currently yeah. the titular Mandalorian in Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. I think which we've only seen his face once, but he's that's that's the character or the actor, excuse me. So he's he's got some he's getting more and more popular, I think. Uh, but second billing, Sophie Thatcher. This is her first film. Yes. She did a couple of TV episodes here and there. She was in a short film in 2015, which was her first her first thing. Uh, but this is her first movie, and I got to say, I'm I'm not upset with her performance. That's um, pretty uh pretty not not a bad debut, if you will. Yeah, I I mean, 
for the sake of like just for thoroughness, I believe she is a teenager. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure, but she does she plays a teenage girl. I believe she is also a teenager. She doesn't seem very old. Thankfully, like her birth date is not on the internet yet, so no. <laughs> people can't be skeezes about it. Right. Uh, but it, it, she is categorized as a 2000s birth. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. about right. It's got to be, when you're making a film with so few characters. You got to nail And you got to nail each, exactly. You got to nail each casting. So right. nailing, uh, so casting her, a complete unknown in this role was, uh, it's got to be a little risky. Yeah. And a lot of times when that type of thing happens, you, that individual will get lower billing, right? Even if they're, mm-hmm. and they end up being the main character of the film, which she is in this case, they end up getting lower billing than whoever else. Uh, in this case, uh, she didn't. So it's it's pretty interesting. I, I like that. I'm glad that it worked out for them, casting a, well, com- like I said, completely unknown person, mm-hmm. but also that they seem to have given her at least some proper credit. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the what is one of the first things that kind of stuck out to me watching the movie. You spoke earlier about when I say earlier, mm-hmm. less than five minutes ago, about Pedro Pascal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was born in Santiago, Chile. Yep, which I think is pretty cool. It's and... actually pretty hot down there, I imagine. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it has definitely been in a great deal of things, and and you were right, but I did not realize that. He has been acting since 1999 and yeah. starred in an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, really? Yes. He's nice. in an episode called The Freshman, and he was credited as Eddie. It is the first episode of season four. Interesting. So that's fun. Wow. No, he's, he's been also- in a lot of things. I, I guess I, I, I did say he's kind of getting, when I say he's getting popular in recent years, I think his face is yeah. getting more and more recognizable. Oh, of course. No, yeah. I know exactly what you meant. Like, yeah. he is, he's definitely having uh, i wouldn't even say like a renaissance because i mean this is we're just following the natural you know trajectory of this guy's career early in his career in a lot of single episodes you know a few repeats but a lot of television all right 2005 he starred in a movie called hermanas i've never heard of it never seen it and then he doesn't really do anything and then right around 2011 he starts in a movie called the adjustment bureau with matt damon i didn't see it i've seen it and then he's just been in a bunch yeah. of other things well he was in some television in between years there oh yeah he did but his I mean, d- his mandatory law and order oh yeah <laughs> uh, guest star but, yeah but was in i <laughs> he believe not he played two different characters in two different episodes of law and order criminal intent so yeah that's when you know <laughs> but interestingly enough and I didn't, I guess I never realized that he's only in seven episodes of Game of Thrones, but when an entire yeah. season can be, you know, it was ten, only 10. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I didn't, I don't, I, bleh. I did not recognize him ever before GOT. For most people, I think that, yeah. that would be true. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, he is, he is and definitely. His character I, died before the show got cruddy. So he's associated <laughs> with like the good parts of Game of Thrones. Good for him. Sure. Sure. But when you say his his face is out there it's funny yeah. because he is currently yeah. a character called the mandalorian a guy that takes helmet off yeah that's true uh, yeah that's true pretty, pretty but I, I but i watched that first season with a few friends of the, of the mandalorian i guess they didn't mm-hmm. know who that pedro pascal was the mandalorian right and so when he he takes his helmet off in that i think it's the season finale of season one mm-hmm. they you know they were all like Ugh! they all recognize him right away so <laughs> uh Fair enough. That's that's where I'm I'm drawing that the these conclusions purely from anecdotal evidence. Well, I'm I, not stating to be official in any way. I bring all that up 
solely so I can mention how he actually starred in probably one of the best movies of the past, you know, five or six years. Oh, yeah? The Great Wall, uh, <laughs> where he starred alongside Matt Damon, uh, William Defoe, Jean Tan, and Andy Lau, which is an absolute masterpiece of a joint American and Chinese cinema. Uh, and the only thing the only thing that really holds that movie back is Matt Damon's accent because he like (laughs) I'm not gonna hate on the Dame but I wish he had just always been Will Hunting in all of his movies like not Mm. the character but at least the way he spoke Uh, because it just doesn't work out he's trying to do this weird like European accent but then he drops it halfway through kind of like what's that name what's his name he played Robin Hood oh no Field of Dreams yeah this guy's name what Kevin Costner Yes, yeah. Like when he was in Robin Hood, he tried to have like an English accent Ugh. for part yeah. of it and just just abandoned it. But then like somehow brought it back. Uh, no, he does that in this movie, and it's unfortunate. No, uh, no. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Other characters or characters, other actors in this movie. Jay Duplass. Yep. Never heard of him. Nope. He's got a he's got some decent a decent sized filmography. Uh, he's been a I guess he's does more directing, writing, producing. He's been an executive producer in more films than he's starred in. He's one of those guys that is behind about the camera. About the same, yeah. Maybe and then the steps in. Yeah. He's got his SAG card. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. And there's those are three like top billing. There are a few other characters that show up. The one that surprised me the most uh, was Andre Royo. I'm mispronouncing that. I'm sure. Uh, Bubbles from The Wire. <laughs> completely out of nowhere it was like ah and i i just rewatched that show last month uh so it was it was a very recognizable face all of a sudden very different character in this movie sure than bubbles but i did refer to him as bubbles uh in all of my notes yeah and then, yeah um, love him i didn't there was two like the other two people that are getting credited on wikipedia is anwan glover mm-hmm. is he's a he's a rapper and an actor yeah. uh, who was also on The Wire. Yep. And then Sheila Vand, who I did not recognize at all. She has a, a fairly decent-sized act, uh, acting filmography. As well. Some yeah. voice acting. But, so, yeah, didn't, didn't recognize her. Yeah, well, a lot of these look like um, <laughs> Women Who Kill, Holidays, Double X, 68 Kill, mm. and then Aardvark. So hmm. who knows what's going on? <laughs> She's in 24 yeah. Legacy. She did some yeah. voice acting in BoJack Horseman. State of Affairs. She was in 13 episodes of that. So I will. So it's a it's a bunch of stuff. Argo. I will admit something that is going to sound dumb, but I, I saw Pedro's Pascal's name on Netflix, and then I saw Sophie, and for whatever reason, my brain just filled in Turner. Oh. And then, like, as I started watching the movie, I, like, I looked it up on my phone real quick. So I was just like, man, I wonder who else is in this movie while I was on IMDb. And I was like, Thatcher? I thought it was Turner. Nope. Thatcher. Mm. Did we watch this movie because it was supposed to be a Game of Thrones cast reunion? (laughs) Is that why you picked this out? No. uh, It it just, this is one of those movies where the, the poster probably didn't do it justice the one that they put on Netflix. But I guess there was another movie poster made that looks like one of the Star Wars movie posters. I'm going to take a screenshot of it and send it to you. I've received it. Oh, the coloring (laughs) is very different. Yeah. That is not as good of a poster. I like the... Which one did you see on Netflix? The one that's on Wikipedia. I'm fairly certain. I gotcha. So this Ah. one that you sent me is all blue. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this one is kind of reddish. Yeah, which, is- which, I mean, for the movie called Prospect about miners, kind of weird mining, but miners, I think that that miners bright blue. Mining? Yeah, really, it is about <laughs> miners mining. Miner miners. Uh, that blue kind of bright sci-fi doesn't fit the film for sure. Sure. So I, I, I had an idea, Uh-oh. and I would like to pitch this to you. All right. Well, I didn't. Okay. I wasn't Prepare prepared. Yourself. I'm... All right. Working on Close it. Close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Open your mind. Be prepared for my for for my. I'm uh, ready to receive your idea. For my take. For my take. Here's, I'm here's ready my to take. receive your take. <clears throat> I feel like this movie could have been made in like 1965 or it, it, or the early 70s. This movie was filmed. I feel almost exactly like how 2001: A Space Odyssey was filmed, where we're in space and it's such a casual. When I say casual sci-fi movie, it's like modern day. Like if, if we lived in the future and we're watching a movie, it would be considered it wouldn't be considered a period piece, right? Mm. So I but I feel like this movie was filmed in a lot of the same ways. Like they're wearing suits all the time whenever they're out because there's no oxygen on this planet. Apparently, it's over there is, but it's saturated by this thing called the spores uh, or the dirt. I think is what it called the dust. One of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely feel like this movie could have been filmed in the early 70s because there's very little actual special effects. I mean, we get some shots of uh, landscaping or like, not landscaping. <laughs> we get some big <laughs> landscape shots that are probably CGI. When we're in space, we're looking through the window. That's definitely CGI. You know, the actual sure. space station yeah. that's circling the The shots planet. of space are definitely CGI. Right, right, right. Yeah. But for the most part, this movie feels very practical effects heavy. It is. And I think I talked yeah, about it, it in a previous... Way, yes. A, a previous episode where I, I wondered why we use cr- bad, just, and I don't even want to say crappy, just underdeveloped CGI. You know what I'm saying? Why does everything look like it was made on the CW when yes. you have practical effects that have worked and are timeless? Yes. And, and so we, we I, both concluded that it has to be a money or a time issue, but this movie was made on less than $4 million, it has some decent big names in it, and it has tons of practical effects. I, I don't know. Yeah. But yes, that's that's my thing. I feel like this movie could have been made almost at any point. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, it has so. a nice kind of retro tech feel to the technology where everything's obviously it's the future because they're traveling through space and what have you. Right. But at the same time, she's listening to older music, her headphones. Okay, they're wireless or what have you, but they look older. Just the, the technology itself feels like a, a version of the future that was envisioned in the past. Gotcha. Because it's looks at through a modern lens as far as like it doesn't look like it's made i know you said it looks like it's made in the 60s or 70s it could have been made then but it doesn't look like that it's very it's got yes. modern filmography um film filmatography filmatography it's got you know you can tell it's made in the last yeah 10 years or so it makes it kind of timeless i think that that's a very very good choice because you know any movie or just any television show that tries to push the envelope as far as what science fiction is, as far as the sciencey side of it and making technology super into the future, blah, blah, blah. means that for one, you have to rely a lot more on, on CGI type special effects, which mm-hmm. can ruin the look of your, uh, your show, your product, your art, what have you. Um, but also it quickly becomes outdated. And uh, we talk mm-hmm. about Star Trek a whole lot on this show and like the communicator devices that they envisioned in the 1960s. Yeah, they look, they looked cool back then. But let's let's be honest; like that that doesn't make any sense. 
I mean, you have earpieces, right? Or the pads from Next Generation. Well, we have those already, and they're not going to just be laying around like paper. I mean, it's just, it isn't quite, uh, the vision of the future with the technology will will get, it just doesn't last, if that makes sense. But something like this with the retro tech, where they don't explain a lot of things, they just kind of let it be there. It's all very obvious. It just kind of fits. It always fits, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally, totally agree. I, uh, I really liked the effects. I really liked the way this movie was shot. The, I don't, I don't know if juxtaposition is the right word, but the, I, the decision to use a steady cam and a hand cam during some of the more tense scenes, I think worked out for the better. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a whole lot of, you know, the, the trudging where someone just like running behind uh, with the camera jostling. We didn't get, I don't, I don't think we got very many sequences like that no for the, the freehand camera work that was there i enjoyed uh, i prefer placed cameras like i don't i don't i don't enjoy found footage movies for the most part and uh sure i think the the last movie i liked like that was uh, ironically pandemic <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's not bad i enjoyed the casting i think everyone did a pretty good job i think maybe anwan glover probably was too broody but i mean he's a mercenary <laughs> he plays a, a character I mean, he's a barely on screen isn't he yeah um, I'm very, i think very little i think he's, he's very little but uh and then sheila vand did a really good job of being the the second in command and disruptor and <laughs> the and can the we, can we can we talk about the the stereo or do you want to save that for later i mean talk about whatever you want man this is your podcast okay well it it is our podcast right there's multiple scenes in this movie where in order to speak freely Amongst themselves, uh, this character in Numan, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, just blares a stereo that she has like, it looks like a tiny little boom box. It's like attached to her spacesuit and it's gold. And she just blares this music anytime she doesn't want anyone to hear what she's saying. Oh, that was pretty neat and effective, right? You know oh, yeah, I mean? it was it's really cool. Be- I liked it. It kind of fit in that whole retro tech thing. She doesn't have a jammer that jams their communications or some sort of sophisticated device. She has a radio, mm-hmm. you know, like it. It just it just works. It's simple. Yep. It's cheap. I got you. No, let's. I think we're we're kind of beating around the bush. Did you like this movie? I did like this movie. Yes. Okay. Did you like this movie? It was okay. <laughs> well, I, well, I have another take for this movie. It. And I, oh, okay. Pre- no, go ahead. Prepared to share it. I'm sh- I'm I'm prepared to share it before you give your opinion. Oh. The reasons why you didn't necessarily like it. When I said this movie could have been made in night in the in the seventies, I feel like had this movie been made in the seventies, it'd probably be remembered as like a classic. I could see that. Like, cause every I, I think every character choice was pretty spot on. I feel like everyone's performances were right where they needed to be. But while I think this was a good movie, I think it ultimately was kind of boring. Yeah. In the the tenseness, there were some great scenes, like some great moments where I felt like general tenseness and suspense for the characters on screen uh there were other movement there were other moments where i was i wasn't necessarily confused uh i was interested in the way that they were showing the scenes like um Mm -hmm. the shots and the you know being inside the pod i thought the spacesuits were real nice and and i enjoyed looking at the movie i think more than i watched it probably okay i understand of the time if that makes sense that does but yeah that's my that's my opinion I, i i i think this movie could have been a classic but unfortunately, not a whole lot of people are probably going to see it. I just yeah. I don't think people have the patience to see a movie like this anymore. I think Dax agrees in the background. I agree. 
in that the movie was boring. There are some great scenes, but for the most part, I did not enjoy the pacing of the film. It really... I don't know. It just... The shots look great and they're interesting, but they go on for a little too long. Mm-hmm. And... I'm gonna like this is how long is this movie? 97 minutes. Make it 87 minutes. Make it 85 <laughs> minutes. And I think I feel a little better about the whole thing. Also felt that they be okay. So that's my that's my initial opinion. Definitely watch it and get your own your own opinion. I think it's a solid it's it's a solid six to six and a half, but not for me, if that makes sense. I'm gonna give it that. Because everything you've said is a, is 100% spot on. My take on this movie overall is that it should never have been made. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Not that we shouldn't know this story, but that it shouldn't be a movie. This should have been a miniseries. Mm, okay. You could have buried the lead with a lot of things, right? They're a little heavy-handed with the fathers. With Jay Duplass is the actor, but with the father's shortcomings. Pretty much right away, it's like, oh, this guy isn't a, he's maybe not, I don't want to say he's not a good guy, because we don't really get to know him that well, but he's definitely flawed and borderline mistreating his daughter. And I'd let you argue me either direction on that. Nope. And it's very much out there. This 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 is not going to work out because of his, you know, in the all of the... Uh, the kind of blurbs and descriptions we've read have said because of his greed, but really I think he's just because he's kind of an asshole to his daughter. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the best way of putting it. It's like right there. And I get on one hand, so immediately, immediately when it comes up that, oh, he's he is a little controlling and he obviously uses, he uses a, a drug to help him go to sleep that may or yes. may not be addictive. Probably is. Some that's the impression. S- some kind of narcotic, yeah. Yeah. And immediately it's like, oh, they, I, I didn't like it. I, I thought, man, can't we have a movie where the parent isn't the problem? You know, like I was like, I was just not ready for I was just like, okay, let's do this trope again. Let's do it. Uh, and then, but I realized now, having watched it, that they were making sure that they set up the character as our main character, C as her yes. it's her father but make it make her her a mentor make him a mentor to her she obviously looks up to him and follows him but when he dies in 30 minutes no one's gonna cry about it right i don't even know if she really cries about it that that much <laughs> does she no, shed she a tear home i think she like i think she cries a little bit yeah but i don't but i don't even know how like how much of it was just like stress tears or much as it mm-hmm. was sadness tears cuz she immediately runs back to the pod as one would goes inside eats some food and then i think she takes some uppers she does, once she realizes she can't leave yeah she takes some uppers yeah. which her dad uh, had been taking to wake up in the morning probably get over his hangover yeah yeah and then um they have one like touching like... father daughter moment that he ruins in the end <laughs> it, yeah it, it, and then the rest of the movie happens but so when I say that this shouldn't have been made, if this had been a miniseries or or just episodic in some way, television, what prestige, what have you, there's a lot of things that you could have not had to have been as upfront about. She could have found out about some of his misgivings after the fact, right? We could have had a lot more emotional impact. Bam, your father just got shot right in front of you. Uh, we could have spent some time with that. 
we could have spent a bit more time with her and Damon. Not Damon. Damon's her dad. Uh, Ezra, mm-hmm. uh, played by mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal. I'm sorry. When watching this movie, I didn't catch a single person's name but C. That was it. <laughs> I was C. There was the dad. It was the Mandalorian. There was the Bubbles. And then there were the mercenaries at the end. Like, that's... That's how much these right. names meant in the in the in the in the movie. But they, we could have spent more time in their codependent relationship, where like she is forced to work with her father's murderer, which is ripe for. I mean, whether or not he murdered him in cold blood or if it was self defense, blah blah blah. Her father's killer, I'll say, because I heard you, so I knew you were trying to correct me there. <sighs> He killed him because at the end, the fa- after she ran off, the, the dad was still kind of breathing a little bit. And he put two in him. So, you know, the father did. And C really helped kill Ezra's partner. Right. So there's there's a lot going on to unpack, but they're, it's really fast tracked because they have to. Oh, we have to work together. Right. And they have a little bit of a back and forth, but it's all of this that could have taken an episode of television, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of, of, of time with a lot more depth is done up in 10 minutes. Right, she takes some uppers, nips him in the shoulder with a with a is not a bullet, but with I, a laser a, round or a, whatever it is. I it's don't a, know. Ra- I think it's just a, a rail gun. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all they are. And we're moving on. I just and we could have spent more time with whatever the weird village of people was that wanted to buy her because that whole bit that didn't do anything for the movie. It did absolutely nothing for the movie. We could have skipped that whole bit and just had his arm get worse and worse until she has to cut it off. And moved on. You could have cut all that out. And it, it doesn't change anything. But if as an episode or a double episode of television, you could have spent some time there. Buried the lead a little bit. You know? I, I don't know. I Not so, so yes, I feel like this is a story that's worth being told. I like this story. I just don't think this was the right medium for it. I don't think that it does the best job it could do at telling this story. If that makes sense. Yeah. I've thought about this way too much. No, no, no. It is not a brisk 97 minutes. God. <laughs> That's what we're going to say. I fell every minute of 97 minutes. And I you're, and I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't go far as to say 90, like 87 minutes. It probably could have been 80. Oh, yeah. Because you could have trimmed up some of those shots that just, just last too long. Those kind of atmospheric shots the, at the beginning. And you could have cut out everything with that tribe of people living on this moon for no reason. Well, <laughs> well then we wouldn't have a... One of my favorite things that, about this movie, but uh, I, no, I definitely do think that this this director duo Ze- Zeke Earl. Uh, and for the record, if there is another way to spell Zeke, that would probably be wrong because Seek, Teak, Neek. Why not? Zeke, uh, right? I guess. Yeah, you know what? Uh, You're right. I take back Chris, whatever it is I said earlier <laughs> about his name. Chris Caldwell, both of them. I think they were going for that. Was their vibe was this long, drawn mm-hmm. out. Sure. Sci-fi epic. I think that was. I think that was their goal. And for less than four million dollars and ninety-seven minutes, I think they nailed it. Sure. But I've, no, you are right. There are some parts that trudge. There is definitely some fat that could be trimmed. But I, I think overall, the only thing I wonder about this movie is the. I wonder if there's an alternate ending that isn't because hmm. it's not even necessarily a happy ending that we get. But <laughs> like every part of me was hoping up until the end when they arrive at the the site with the mercenaries that there wasn't actually anyone there. Yeah. Same. That's what I was kind of, I was kind of hoping that that was going to happen. They were going to, they were going to show up to where there's supposed to be a site. There's, there was actually going to be the gems or whatever. Right. But then there were no mercenaries. 
Yeah, because he, he he goes off about those mercenaries. Did you think he was telling the truth when he was talking about the mercenaries to Mando? No. Yeah, me neither. No. Yeah. Like, I thought it was a lie. And then later Mando confronts uh, C and is like, yo, the mercenaries, that, that whole story was true, wasn't it? And she's like, I don't know. He never told me anything. But they're just yeah. like, no, nah, I think it was true. Like, no, <laughs> repair this yeah. ship. Get off the planet. What are y'all doing? Yeah. Because I mean, essentially what all they're doing is heading to the original landing site. That's all yeah, they're doing. Essentially. Yeah. It's, but yeah, no, I, I totally, I was hoping that they would show up. There wouldn't be anything there. And then they would realize that they didn't have the supplies to go anywhere else. And then kind of a downer ending. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I like that we got a happy ending because every pretentious artsy movie that we end up watching has to have some sort of <laughs> lackluster dark ending, you know? So it was kind of nice. It was like, oh, okay, I'm happy sure. with this. I, I, I'm happy enough to see a sequel with these characters. And their dynamic? Yeah, let's see Pros- it. Let's see what happens Pros- next. Would the sequel be called Prospected? Prospects. Or Prospector? Prospects. <laughs> oh, just gonna, you're going to do the, the James Cameron? Yeah. Just slap an S on that thing? And I mean, isn't much. that what we're going for here? <laughs> Come on now. No, I, no, I can see that. Heck, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, call it something completely different. Jump the timeline up five years and just kind of bury this story as a, a back i mean make this like a like a pitch black to chronicles of riddick you oh, know sure. like just completely off i have uh in several movies that we watch that take place in sci-fi or fantasy worlds there's always a reoccurring theme and that reoccurring theme is everyone's got a job right mm. so from this movie i have determined a few things that in the future i'm assuming that in which you know this movie takes place just casually People are gym, gym cutters, prospectors, and geologists, right? You got to have that. These when we keep, we keep calling these things gems. What they actually are is, I guess, an equivalent to a pearl, which is yeah. something that gets created inside of a living thing. Like these are spore pods, and they cut out a pod of like from un, from some plant or some under un, uh, underground organism. It's not really explained, or maybe I missed the explanation, but they cut open these little pods and then there's this little fleshy round like kind of like a, a, a clam and then they yeah. cut it open and inside is revealed to be a gym right so at some point along the way someone discovered that and for whatever reason these things became uh, highly sought after and expensive because they talk about millions that's what they, one of the things yeah, that they, talk they get about one gem walking through the forest and he's like that's like ten thousand credits yeah. or whatever money is sure ten, it's ten thousand monies uh, another thing even in the future, private security. <laughs> These guys are... <laughs> so they encounter mercenaries, which is just... We don't want to... I'm not going to argue the point of whether those... You call people who are hired private security, whether mercenaries is an, an offensive or inaccurate term. Throughout human history, there have been people who have plied their trade of combat expertise for money. And, and apparently in the future, it's still a thing. My favorite part is it, they were part of a detail to bring someone there for a, an execution. Yeah. But the execution was to put them in a box without any sort of spacesuit, and all they have is a breather. Right. Well, cause the, because was... the fungus or the spores are lethal, as we saw yes. with Mando losing an arm. They, they eat away at your flesh, apparently. And religious pilgrims. Yeah. Yeah, no, those casual, casual sci-fi jobs. Yep, very so, casual. Because uh, there's always like a... You always see the bartender, right? <laughs> The innkeeper. Can I say that I'm offended every time a science fiction show has a bar and the bartender is 
like a robot of some <laughs> kind or you know like a, a not or maybe they don't have a bartender it's all automatic I, I don't know you can't just get rid of bartenders like that man they, they serve an important role in our society that's fair yeah no that's right yeah. they take our gerbs they take our gerbs i was gonna ask you about our favorite actor oh yes i was gonna ask you who is kelsey Grammer in prospect i think in this movie kelsey Grammer should have been either the father mm. but it wouldn't have been enough screen time and i don't know if he would want to wear that like those heavy suits or whatever right right either the father or the uh or i don't want to take away bubbles's job but that guy yeah talk about an intense scene if that had been kelsey Grammer instead of bubbles yeah holy crap i'm not even sure i mean andre no, no offense against was. andre royo but he's a fantastic actor but I, man i have to disagree with both of those those okay. i definitely don't think he would make the father I, I just i don't think that works for one i think he's probably a little a little too old for that role so really my first choice would be for him to be a completely new character that shows up around episode five and he makes a brief appearance in episode seven of this eight episode miniseries called Prospect. But barring the complete redesign of of this movie, I think he plays the mercenary leader. He replaces Anwan Glover mm, Okay. at the end. I think that would be, I think that would work. I think that would definitely work. So you want him to get his, the, his tendon sliced open and then he falls face first into mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. very oh, toxic in a for the record for the record christopher i want his stunt double to get their, <laughs> to get their tendons slit open and then go face first into a, a you know spore that eats them alive or whatever i have a very important question for you uh-oh what what is the percentage chance that pedro pascal watched all of firefly and then serenity then decided that he was going to be Malcolm Reynolds. They wrote this film with Nathan Fillion in mind. Oh, really? I I, I, I 100% believe that. I wrote that down like three times in my notes. The, the words that he, the words he's saying, how he's saying him, saying them like the pacing, his cadence. Yeah. Just the cadence, the, even the type of persuasion he uses to stay alive and his kind of mannerisms, he is a slightly misaligned Malcolm Reynolds, a hundred percent. The character is I mean, derivative. Is, is he really misaligned? Because I mean, I don't think that he would have. I think that even at peak bad times, Malcolm Reynolds, I don't think he would have shot anybody in that situation. You don't think he would have killed Damon? I don't think he would have killed Damon. No, I think he has more respect than that. Okay. But no, I, I wrote down Nathan, Nathan Fillion? Question mark. Captain Reynolds, question mark. Nathan Fillion vibes in the pod. You know, like that's just what it is. (laughs) So let's talk about Damon and the question of his death. Uh, Sure. Damon is uh, the the father, yeah. His killing. I mean, that's the the only word that we can actually use. Uh, The manslaughter, yeah. So Damon, (laughs) let's go ahead and just spoil the spoil the stew here. Uh, so there is a scene in which Damon sends his daughter C off into the woods to grab some water. And apparently she's going to clean out the filters or I don't know what she goes to get water for, but she leaves to go get water. He has happened upon by Ezra played by Pedro Pascal. And then a guy named number two played by a character whose name I've already forgotten. You never see this guy's face. No, Luke Pitzrick who has been in two movies as Soldier 4 and Number 2. Oh. Ironically, both of these movies started with P and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. 
one, two, three, four, five. Oh, okay. They almost both had seven letter names. Gosh. Okay. So he, he has happened upon by these two guys. Uh, I I don't know if this is their, because I don't think this is their their dig site. I think they just happened to be. Yeah, they just happened upon. Yeah, by two drifters. This place is called the Green. They are going to rob him and then apparently kill him. So this would have been a murder, right? Uh, yeah. Something. Yeah. If they were going to kill him. Is, yes. There's a conversation that it takes place, which allows Ezra and number two to not kill Damon. And he plots with his daughter to kill these two men, which I think is fair. It's not not fair. But no, 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 no. I, th- I think it's fair. As as I agree. That, yeah, that number two, like that these guys died, like, you know, had they both died. It wouldn't have been unfair because they were, you know, they were going to rob and kill. So self-defense, you know, in the aftermath, right? But there is a moment in which Ezra tells Damon when he is about to rob him, don't open this. He's like, don't make me open this case. Like, you can go with your daughter. We, we won't, you know, no harm, no foul, and you'll be safe. Uh, and then Damon opens up this case and it's full of, uh, I don't even remember what it's called anymore. Uh, whatever the gem is. Yeah. The pearls. Space pearls. It causes number two to charge over to his railgun, and he grabs it, and then he and Damon shoot each other. Number two dies, I think, pretty quickly. Does not but, does uh, Damon, C, C also gets a shot or two off on number two. Yes. So that's why she's out of ammunition right away. And then Damon is shown to be, I mean, we, we hear it. We hear gurgling or the, the sharpness of breath of someone who's struggling to breathe. And then Ezra walks over and puts two in him and puts him down, right? So... <laughs> I don't think it was a. I don't think it was murder when Damon went. I think Ezra probably put him out of his misery. Probably, but also like didn't take the time to even try to save his life. You know, so I I think that is in fact manslaughter. I don't agree that it's murder. I mean, so if I don't know, is this a stand your ground moon? Oh, good question. So I mean, is Damon is Damon culpable for his own? death because he was in the middle of robbing somebody when he was murdered that's what i'm saying i think he is he damon is directly responsible for damon's death because i mean i i I don't know if you can trust the word of a man who does what ezra does but he does say walk away now and you know all will be forgiven and then he steps over the line and then you know pays for it with his life yeah i think it does a really good job of making uh mando and damon the same alignment Oh, they are, they are both... With maybe Damon being a little bit more desperate. Everything's using the word greedy, but he comes across much more desperate than anyone else. Who? The the father, Damon. Damon, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it brings up another interesting point about how this guy's essentially, he, you know, it's a family operation where he would, the entire family would go off and do these things. And she tells a story when she's amputating, uh, spoilers, uh, Ezra's arm that they once had a job where she would crawl inside the husk or the corpse of something and then cut free the organs. Yeah. So this girl's essentially just had a lot of jobs. I don't want to say menial labor, but probably more like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how to explain like what her job is. He, he calls them floaters. Yeah, they float Which around. I, I mean, they, like the name kind of speaks for itself, right? Yeah. They, they pick up odd jobs. They are yeah. blue collar workers going after whatever the next big thing is. I mean, they're, they are in, in our area, right? We have oil field workers who mm-hmm. they get, they get this job when the oil fields up suddenly wind power is big in our area. So now they're learning that trade. 
Sure. You know, oh, well, I, you know, no, but now a few years later, there's another oil rush or not rush because that's the wrong term, but another oil boom. And now we're moving to North Dakota because that's where the jobs are. Right. Right. Yeah. They're doing what they can. I mean, I think, and I think that is relatable. Oh, yeah. No, it, it just, it's interesting that it's so, they go about it so casually, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like as a family unit. But I mean, there's, you know, I don't, I've never experienced, I mean, I did experience that life. To a lesser extent, would you know, and you did too. You know, when your dad was in the service, he would go somewhere and then sure. you would follow. Yeah, but I never had to work and with him. Sure, but yeah, yeah. It, it right. The, the kind of the, fl- the going from place to place wherever you need to go. I definitely, yeah. I guess, but I understand that. Yeah, they're just so casual because it just happens to be in an era in which space travel is common. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I can see how that would strain a relationship between a between any family members. Much less ones who've experienced some kind of trauma, like they did with their the mother passing uh, or Damon's wife, and then I, I, I'm inclined to believe that he's he has wasted the money that they have gathered over the years. Yeah, they keep talking about how like because how I don't know how much ten thousand credits it's ten thousand credits are. She says but, it's enough I mean, to pay off the rental on the pod and get back to wherever they need yeah. to get back to easy. Right. And so, like, but then they would kind of be back down to square one whenever they got there, which is why he. He pushes them forward. Right. I, I thought that was an interesting way to tell a, like, I think the the best part of this movie is probably the world building. Yeah, I like the world building. Like the self-contained sci-fi story itself. You could tell a bunch of stories that just take place in this quote-unquote universe, because we've seen them. We just talked about Firefly, right? We talked about Star Trek. You can tell a bunch of stories in an in a intellectual property as it exists, like as canon. But I, I found that that particular part was really neat you know like hey this guy's dragging his you know 15 year old daughter mm-hmm. around the the galaxy you know doing whatever they can to to make money and uh yeah she she's out <laughs> she's she doesn't want to do it anymore yeah i mean i think any kid would at that point right yeah 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 so overall i mean i think i don't know if i have anything else to add i think i've gone i've done a little bit more i don't know not analysis but I've had a lot. I have a lot more thoughts about how this film could have been improved than I think any other film beyond the ones that I just say shouldn't have been made at all. This one's very unique in that I think this story absolutely should be told. I think it's great. It's just I don't like the way it was told. So you sent me a link to a 14-minute short film called Prospect from 2014. Yeah, that is what this movie is based on. So Chris Caldwell and Zeke Earl. Well, I think Chris Caldwell wrote and directed while Zeke Earl just also directed. The blurb for the 2014 Prospect is, Prospect is an unusual coming-of-age story of a teenage girl on a toxic alien planet. She and her father hunt for precious materials, aiming to strike it rich. When their daughter, when the father is attacked by a roving bandit, the daughter must take control. Yeah. So it's only 14 I'm interested minutes. In see- yeah. yeah. I'm interested in seeing that. Yeah, if you find you it. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't find it in a quick internet search. But th- I think this is not the first movie we've watched that was a short originally. I think Code 8 was a short. Mm-hmm. Technically, uh, Malefica, is that what it's called? I'm not mixing that up, right? Yeah, it's Maleficent Malefica. is the Disney movie. Malefica yeah. <laughs> is the short, which they're eventually making a full-length film. So we've kind of caught that one on the other end. Um, so that's kind of a common thing. And if you look at the the photos for this short, you'll notice that some of the costuming yep. is reused in this in this. Uh, in the 2018 movie, which makes sense. I I also found a couple of neat touches. Like she's wearing a shirt at some point, 
don't know if you saw it, but it's got like a, it's like some six legged animal that's like jumping into the air. Mm, I don't think I, I don't recall. I'll see if I can grab it. Hold on a second. Um, if you scrub to. Is it when she's uh, in the kind of. Yeah, she's in, she's she's in the pod, in the pod with, like with Mando. She just had the. Or, no, she just had the uppers. But yeah, no, when he shows up, she's wearing some shirt. Yeah, I know. I, I recall. I'm at negative. I'm at one hour and one hour, one minute and 21 seconds remaining. But it's like this weird thing in a spacesuit, and, and it looks like like a like a kid's cartoon, you know, or, or whatever to the extent they would be, it would be in the future, right? Right. right. But no, I, I I like the little touches, like the uppers box. Yeah. Like there's lines coming out of the head of the person. Oh yeah, there's a lot like, of care went into yeah. the the sets and the props, the detail. Yeah, the detail. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that's another reason why I kind of compare it to. 2001 a space odyssey is that i i feel like honestly it's they were going for they wanted to make this sci-fi epic uh, but on a four million dollar budget sure i don't know oh yeah i don't really have anything else really i can't think of anything did you uh did you have an idiot of the movie Uh, i uh uh, yes I mean, it's it's got to be Damon, right? Oh, 100%. Like, uh, yeah. Like, it has to be. Like, I'm, Well, I, there's a small part of me that wants to make it bubbles because how dare you try to buy a person? <laughs> well, so he but he says, Damon, like, I think, gets my vote at the end. I think Ezra says, like, that's what it's like out here on the fringes. Is that what he says or something to something that effect? Something to that effect, so yeah. We're, we're operating under the immediate assumption that this place, this planet they're on is kind of like the Wild West of the American past where this planet obviously exists in some kind of government, some protectorate, some kind of confederacy or whatever uh, federated planet. Yeah. Whatever. But this is like, it's a wild planet. You can't terraform it. You know, that's extremely hazardous to human life. And I mean, there's, he's a like her father is prospecting, right? I mean, that's like the whole thing, but (laughs) they just, there's no, there's no police. There's no, you know, organized mm-hmm. system of government on this planet. This is the wild frontier, right? See? Yeah. And so she's like, you would have killed my dad. He's like, you killed my dad. And I think he just says, like, this is the out, like, this is the fringes, man. Like, you know exactly what goes on out here. Like, there's no reason to pretend. There's no reason to lie on false pretenses. Yeah. I mean, there is no way to argue the fact that Ezra killed Damon. Like, it's abundantly clear, mm-hmm. but... It wasn't robbing him of everything he had at that time. Right. But I mean, but at the same time, they were robbing him, you know? So, sure. Yeah, it's hard to well, say. I didn't even, how much of it was like, how much was it they were going to rob him or just like, because they didn't really have maybe? anything. Yeah. Yeah. He well, didn't have anything. I think they just wanted the pod to get off the planet. I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. But no, I, <sighs> I was, I guess that whole thing I was trying to say is like, I, there's a part of me that wants to say, Ezra is kind of also the idiot of the movie, and I think C kind of comes in third place. Oh, just a little bit. How so? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, this guy who she just saw kill her father, right? Uh, no, he was just so kind of she, sitting there that whole time. Actually, <laughs> he didn't. She no, don't, no, I don't think she no, actually sees him shoot Damon. No, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. But she, so she runs off to the pod, and then uh, upon discovery that. There's no, like, she can't go anywhere. Like, she's stuck. She just takes a bunch of drugs and then just starts flailing about the cabin. Yeah. It's pretty, like, I feel like, like, I don't know what else to say. Was it idiotic? 
her behavior, yes, but in the face of she's also fifteen, right? You know, so like I I don't think that she's especially idiotic, if that makes sense. She doesn't do anything that a fifteen-year-old normally does in a TV show or a movie that just ticks me off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She comes in a she comes in a distant third place. Okay, Um, okay. She also runs off in the middle of a a business thing, and that causes Ezra's arm to have to be amputated. Like, yeah, I, I. I want to see the scene where she doesn't run away. Like, I want to see how that gets handled. Part of me thinks they just would have overpowered and killed Ezra and then just taken her anyways. But Possibly. Yeah. Um, her her running away, like, essentially prevents anything bad from happening in the long run, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but shooting him causes him to lose his arm, which causes them to have to kill a bunch of mercenaries and then escape the planet. So... No, she she gets some third place votes, but that is a very very distant third place. Right. So yeah, I think no. that the whole the whole scene with with Bubbles trying to buy her and her running off uh, once again it it's just uh, you're upsetting me by bringing it up. I just I think it's it could have been the perfect scene for her and Mando to bond and her to learn to trust him a little bit, but instead later she goes, well, were you going to sell me? And he goes, no. I'm like, well, he's a liar. <laughs> like maybe we don't know, you know, D- looking back, I don't think you would have, because I think, I think it all is going to work out, but it's just, there's just a lot of missed. There's a lot of missed potential there. And I know that I'm bringing back a topic from 20 minutes ago. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. That's no, fine. It's fine. Yeah. Well, unless you have anything else, no. I'd say it's probably about time we wrap this. Let's ramp up. it up. So if you liked what you heard, which, yeah, I understand if you did because it's a really good podcast. Yeah, some would say the best podcast, really, <laughs> easily, easily, <laughs> easily. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms, but you've probably already done that unless someone sent you a link and you're watching this on an internet browser. In that case, download the app on your phone and then download our podcast. However, whichever podcasting platform of choice you have chosen, please give us a review. We'd appreciate five stars. Five stars. If you give us a five star review, I will read it on the air. <laughs> Unless there's some questionable content, in, in which case I will not read it. We'll read it off the air, and we'll throw that yeah. as bonus content on our Patreon, where all the things <laughs> that just aren't good enough or just not appropriate uh, for or, the podcast yeah. <laughs> end up eventually. But we would appreciate those reviews. Yes. If you can't review for whatever reason, because you've already done it, thanks. Please uh, share us with your friends and share us with your enemies. Everyone needs to hear us. Uh, you can find us on your standard social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram. I believe there is a Facebook group. Yes. <laughs> you know, if you're a boomer, we post updates for our show on there, updates, episode releases. Every once in a while, we'll come up with a funny thing and we'll post it, you know, like a, I had a really good joke for Lower Decks involving a certain Orion crewman, but, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. It was, it was a joke. <laughs> it was a fantastic joke. It was a joke, Thank yes. <laughs> If you don't feel like, you know, following us on any sort of social media, you can always email us at sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com. We will take suggestions about your prospective movies. Oh, uh, yes, you're welcome. We're also looking for <laughs> replacement <laughs> podcast hosts. Uh, ones with less puns. Oh, no, I did it. No, I rhymed. That's almost as bad. <laughs> do you want to do you want to roll us out of here, my friend? Oh, I've never done that before. Oh, well, a new year, new you almost. So. <laughs> no, man, I don't know if you know this, but 2020 is not, I don't know if 2020 is ending on December 31st. There's a distinct possibility we just get 2020 part two. Yeah. December 32nd. <laughs> December 32nd. Oh, God. No, no. Well, 
<laughs> like Chris mentioned, it is uh, it is 2020 right now. Unfortunately, it's been a very, very hard year for a lot of people uh, for a lot, a lot of different reasons. So I want you to know that uh, no matter how hard it gets out there, we're always here for you. We always love you. And uh, make sure to listen to our podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. I didn't ask you if you disagreed with the 88%. Oh, I think I made it. Oh, I think I made it pretty clear. I mean, I said what I thought. <laughs> I thought it was a six to six and a half, but not for me. I just wanted to get you on wax. <sighs> saying that you disagreed. <laughs> I mean, I yes, I disagreed with the 88%. You know what? I don't. From a critical standpoint, <laughs> yeah, 88%. What I really disagree with is whatever the, the user reviews were. <laughs> uh, but whatever, whatever. And that's the sting. There you go. Thanks. Making my job easy.